cast in neon light from flashbangs and frag grenades by Calchexis read by Sam Gabriel based on League of Legends by Riot Games Chapter 3 How long have you been awake? Jinx answered with a silent shrug as she continued to trace her fingers up and down Lux's spine. It put little shivers down her back and made her arms prickle with goose flesh, but in a good way. Jinx's fingers weren't particularly soft, and they were certainly nothing like the hands of a noble's daughter or even the daughter of a merchant. And there was a roughness to them that spoke of a lifetime of wear and tear packed into however long Jinx had lived which couldn't have been all that much longer than Lux, and that was assuming Jinx was the older of the two of them. You're soft, Jinx grinned. She was usually grinning, but there was something different about the way the expression formed on her face when she was looking at Lux. It was softer around the edges, and yet somehow a little more unhinged. Do you like soft? Lux asked. Jinx nodded, earning a smile from the young woman beside her. Jinx, on the other hand, fell back into that neutral rictus, and Lux furrowed her brow as she freed her arm, with some difficulty, from beneath the mass of blankets they'd ended up burrowed beneath over the course of last night to lay it across Jinx's cheek. Hey, don't do that, Lux said softly. What's wrong? N nothing Don't lie to me, Jinx. She didn't mean for that to sound so much like begging, but it was all Lux had in her. Not you. Please, please don't lie. A thickness settled into the air as tremors rolled through Jinx's body, up and down her back and legs and along her shoulders, and a twitch caught in the muscles just under her left eye. It's okay, Lux leaned in and brushed her lips against Jinx's. Just tell me. Jinx dry swallowed a few times before finally licking her lips and opening her mouth and saying, I'm... I'm not... soft. Lux huffed out a small laugh. Was that it? Settling more firmly against Jinx, Lux nuzzled against her collar and the lean muscle of her shoulders, laying kisses along the scars and notches she found there, before looking back up into Jinx's eyes. You don't have to be soft for me, Lux said as she tangled her fingers into Jinx's hair and pulled her down until her face was buried against Lux's neck. Dexterous fingers found purchase on soft skin, gripping Lux's waist. Jinx dragged in deep drafts of air. Lux, meanwhile, dug her nails slowly into the nape of Jinx's neck, scratching red lines down between her shoulder blades with one hand, while the other dug into the small of her back. A hiss escaped Jinx's lips, and a smile stretched across Lux's face as she nipped at the shell of Jinx's ear. Pressing Jinx harder against her back, Lux brushed a trail of kisses down Jinx's spine to her jaw and down her neck smiling against the taut skin she found there. There wasn't an inch of soft on Jinx. Nothing that reminded Lux of Demacia and the bright and shiny facade. No masks at all. I'll show you, Lux whispered. And she bit down, gently, at the firm muscle where Jinx's lean shoulders met the column of her neck. Jinx shuddered as Lux sucked at the skin before running her tongue across the quickly forming bruise and laying a kiss over it like a bow on a gift. She'd never get away with something like this at home. Not with Jinx. Not with anyone. Leastwise, not anyone that Mother hadn't approved of. And Lux was passingly certain that Jinx wouldn't be on that list. At home, she was the good girl. The perfect daughter. Accepting her desire not to get sold off in a political marriage, and she would never, ever do anything to sully the family name, something like, say, tempting a Zonite maniac into leaving hickeys on her neck and scratches on her back. Mm. Lux moaned softly as Jinx's teeth found soft skin, giving Lux a twin to the bruise on her own neck. Oh, yes. Her fingers were definitely more suited to this than Lux's were, Jinx's hands were cruel things, hard, bruising, and almost skeletally thin. They pressed hard enough and then a little harder, and Lux couldn't stop smiling as Jinx's hands crawled up her sides, gripping and leaving red marks where nails bit skin. Then Lux was on her back, flipped over as Jinx loomed over her with a hand on either side of Lux's head. 
Lux could count Jinx's ribs under the layers of muscle as her chest expanded and contracted in heavy, heated breaths that were hissing through a wide, ear-to-ear, face-splitting grin set under eyes that were wide as twin-blood moons. Like the night sky over a slaughterhouse. The thought came to Lux in an instant, seeing Jinx like that, with her face framed by the wild halo of straight blue locks that fell around them both to pool around Lux's head. You can do more. Lux reached up to close her hands on Jinx's wrists. I won't complain. Jinx moved her hands slowly over Lux's face, before setting it lower and closing her fingers around Lux's soft, pale throat. I might hurt you, Jinx breathed her grin shifting only to become wider. Lux smiled in reply, licking her lips as she matched the manic expression on her partner's face. Promise? Jinx worked her jaw open and closed like she was trying to catch her breath, and as she did that, Lux felt an unfamiliar sensation crawl up her spine. Guilt. Lux, as a rule, didn't have a sense of guilt. Her life was one owed to the world around her. Whatever she did, she did at the behest of someone or something. There was no room for guilt when all of that space was taken up by duty and responsibility. She didn't even have the honor card to play because her role as an operative of the Radiant Ones was to do the dishonorable things that the rest of Demacia refused to countenance. If Lux acted, if she did something cruel or immoral, then it was only for the sake of the mission. This, though, this wasn't a mission. Jinx wasn't a mission. Wait, Lux gasped, putting a hand on Jinx's chest and pushing softly. And Jinx moved like a feather against the wind, letting Lux push her up despite her weight and greater strength. Jinx gave no resistance as Lux levered herself up and wrapped her arms around Jinx's lean chest before burying her face against Jinx's shoulder. I'm sorry. Lux pressed her forehead against Jinx, letting the faint trembling in the other woman fade and feeling that unpleasant snarl of guilt thread through her again. I'm pushing, she said quietly. It's something I'm very good at because of what I do, because I'm trained to get what I want when I want it, and... This was hard. It was easier when they were just lying together and when Jinx could just lose herself in being around someone who didn't expect anything of her, demand anything of her, or want anything from her. Nothing she didn't already want to give, anyway. Lux pressed her lips to Jinx's collar briefly before looking up into her charming springberry eyes and smiling and saying, Third date. Jinx swallowed hard as she settled herself around Lux and laughed. It wasn't quiet, precisely. There wasn't a lot of volume to it, but the pitch was sharp as Jinx dug her fingers in Lux's bare back, pulling a gasp out of the Damasian mage. It's weird, Blondie, Jinx started. I never slow down for nothing. But you... I keep thinking I'm going to break you or scare you off. And even weirder is, like, that's apparently a bad thing. She tapped her head with a finger... In my head, I mean it. It's a bad thing. Normally breaking stuff and scaring people is good times all around, but not with you. Extricating herself from under Jinx, Lux stretched luxuriously to the tune of several cracks and pops as she slung her legs off the bed. All the time spent crawling around Zahn these past few days hadn't done Lux's body any favors, but the hot shower and good night's sleep had done wonders for her mood. If you do scare me, Jinx, Lux said, looking over one bare shoulder at the Zonite, then it's in a good way. We'll just put it that way. Jinx let out another bark of a laugh as she followed Lux out of bed. They were both naked, but for Lux it was a comfortable nudity, which was unusual for her. Jinx watched her as she went through her morning stretches and katas, limbering herself up for the coming evening of violence. Through her warm-ups, Jinx would occasionally reach out to brush a few long fingers over her back or her shoulder, just small touches that weren't meant to distract, so much as reaffirm the kind of casual intimacy 
that had settled so quickly between the two of them, and which took Locks off guard. It was something she couldn't help but ponder as she stretched. As a person, Jinx was insane. And that wasn't an overstatement of any kind, either. Jinx displayed all the signs of someone who was in the midst of a permanent psychotic break. She had no concept of other people, or if she did, it certainly wasn't a normal concept. Not just that, but her whole life seemed to be consumed with fixations, most obviously on destruction, but also on creation, if the sheer volume of mechanical projects littering her living space was any clue. Moreover, Jinx's inability to deviate from doing things a certain way, the third date issue being the clearest example Lux could think of, was probably just another one of her fixations. So in short, Jinx was a collection of hyper-violent neuroses and disorders that represented a mind which had somehow managed to collapse in just such a way as to prop itself up on its own ruins. Come here, Jinx said as Lux finished stretching, gesturing for Lux to follow her as she stood up from the bed and began walking towards one of the counters. As she crossed the room, Lux in tow, Jinx gathered up her clothes, cut off shorts, belts, straps, and bandoliers, went on with practiced ease, and she was fully dressed by Jinx's standards by the time Jinx dropped into the chair that was in front of the table, a table which, Lux noted, was covered in clothing. Put this together last night, or this morning, or something, Jinx said, waving her hand dismissively. Whatever, time isn't real unless it's on a primer charge. The point is, you've got new clothes. She held out a pile of what Lux would only generously term clothing, and Lux accepted the assortment of cloth, metal buckles, and fishnets with a very quiet, oh, before returning to the bed to look over them. You did this last night? Yep, Jinx grinned before turning back to her table. While I was asleep? Lux asked. Yeah, I don't sleep much, Jinx said. Let me know if I got the measurements wrong. I didn't, but you can check. Lux snorted as she started sorting through the clothing. The top consisted of a fishnet underlay and a ragged mess of slashed black leather over the top that it took Lux a few attempts to figure out the correct orientation of. The leather was stitched with crude marks not unlike some of the graffiti tags Lux had seen littering the walls and streets of Zahn, and the thicker portions of the outfits had stripes of glowing green daubed onto them. Do I want to know? Lux asked, glancing at the stripes, then back up at Jinx. What they mean, or what they're made of? Jinx asked as she leaned over the arm of her chair with a smirk. Because the answer to both is probably not. Lux looked over the stripes again. They were toxic chemical green, and she had a feeling that the source and the coloration had far too much in common. Is it dangerous? Eh, define dangerous, Jinx replied before bursting out laughing. Briefly, Lux considered trying to wrangle Jinx's attention span long enough to get a straight answer out of her, but discarded the idea a moment later. If Jinx was giving it to her, then it was probably safe enough for the night. Whether or not it was a wise decision, Lux trusted Jinx not to hurt her. The bottom of the outfit was a skirt made by someone with an extremely liberal definition of what constituted a skirt and not, say, a belt. It didn't so much preserve modesty as it did suggest impropriety, and the only reason she imagined it would stay in place would be the straps that hung from the hem of the skirt at the back and over where her thighs would be. Narrowing her eyes at the belt line of the skirt, Lux pulled it closer and scanned the odd chicken-scratch markings that nonetheless stood out in vibrant green, orange, and red. What's this? Lux asked, holding up the skirt and tapping the marks. Huh? Jinx looked up and craned her head over the top of the chair to see what Lux was pointing at. Oh, that's Gutlau. Lux looked over it again. It bore a resemblance to the gutter tongue of Zahn, but only passingly. Lux prided herself on being able to at least parse out the general meaning of the common tongues used in the major commercial and trade centers of Valoran, of which Piltover and Zahn certainly qualified, but her Gutlau was, well, Rusty would probably be generous. She had never really figured out the knack for it. I don't recognize these letters, Lux admitted. They're not letters, Jinx said, already having gone back to her tinkering. They're prices. Oh, Lux said quietly, running a thumb over the needlework and dye job. It was surprisingly professional-looking, considering Jinx apparently threw this together over the course of it. Then the coin dropped. Wait, prices? Lux snapped her head up. As in prices for me. Jinx looked up again, an arc welder in one hand and a hand grenade in the other. Uh, yeah? Easiest way to get anywhere in Zon is to look like a working girl trying to make a payday, you know? 
folks know me at the blister, so there's no way I'm getting in as anyone but Jinx, but they'll take one look at you in that outfit, and I guarantee they won't ask questions. Lux looked back down at the outfit. The notion made sense, but it rankled. She'd never had to go in disguise like this before, although that was probably a weakness now that she thought about it. Magic was all well and good, but a physical disguise could get you in places magic couldn't touch. A word here, a touch there, and no one would be the wiser until it was far too late. Plus, Jinx was right. There were certain people no one looked twice at. Am I at least expensive? Lux asked, flicking her eyes up to Jinx, who laughed from the other side of the chair. Blondie, doll. Jinx leaned at the side and looked back at her around the chair. You are definitely out of my price range. Lux laughed quietly at that as she pieced out the rest of the outfit. Crass as that was, for some reason Lux found those words almost romantic. Now! Jinx spun around in her chair, holding out two canisters in either hand. Time to dye your hair! Clapping a hand over her nose, Lux's stomach sank at the sight of the hideous concoctions that Jinx was wielding. One was the white of cave lichen, and the other was black as sin, and both had the consistency of thick tar. I don't worry, Blondie. Jinx grinned as she held out one of the cans. It tastes worse than it smells. Down in the deeper streets of Zong, it was always warm, but nothing in Zong could ever be just nice. The warmth of the air was the warmth of an armpit. It left a feeling on the skin and taste at the back of the throat that could best be described as either moist or viscous, while somehow being less appealing than either. Three rules, Jinx spoke with an eerie calm. R rules? Rule number one. Working girls don't do anything without seeing the money first, and if they're booked for the night, they stick to it. Jinx continued as she slipped a hand down Lux's waist, anchoring firmly at the swell of her hip. If someone talks to you, you show them who's paying your tab, but you don't say a word. Lux nodded, filing the information away in her encyclopedic mind. Who knows, maybe it will come in handy again. Two, actions say volumes. Jinx pulled Lux a little closer, enough that Lux molded herself to Jinx's side. Always be touching me, and I don't mean holding my hand. You gotta be hanging off me, Blondie. Like this? She settled in against Jinx, putting an arm around her waist and resting her head against Jinx's chest, and her cheeks reddened as Jinx immediately stopped walking and started laughing. Hey! Jinx waved her off for a moment before sucking in a deep breath of air and letting out a hyena cackle before snapping her hand out, grabbing Lux by the waist and pulling her so close that there wasn't an inch between them. No, no, Blondie. Jinx laughed. When I say hang off me, I mean hang off me. I mean work it. I mean these guys. Jinx jerked her thumb down the street towards where the blister's entrance lay still shrouded in the chemical mists of the city. Should look at you and assume you're behind on rent. Lux tugged at the hem of her skirt, which barely reached to her mid-thigh, and shifted in her new outfit. Well, if she was going to be wearing this, she may as well do everything she could to sell it. Okay, so... Lux pressed closer hitched one leg up and wove it around Jinx's waist and draped herself against the madwoman, all while stretching her smile in a manic grin. How's this? The leather held taut against Lux's modest curves, accentuating them in a way that made even Lux raise eyebrows. The garter and form-fitting skirt really did some amazing things to her ass. The boots were another plus. They rode up just past the knee and hooked to the garters, front and back, and really sold the definition of her legs that years of training had given her. No one tells you just how much muscle it takes to stay crouched in one place for several hours at a time without moving or going numb, but it's a lot. Her midriff was bared, and written across her taut stomach in alternating candy-colored shades of blue and pink were the words, Property of Jinx. The O in property was a surprisingly well-drawn, smiling black powder bomb. Better, Jinx crowed as her hand trailed over Lux's stomach, her fingers tracing the letters of her own name. Lux lowered herself back to the ground and molded against Jinx's side with a satisfied smirk as she enjoyed Jinx toying the tips of her fingers back and forth over where her meager outfit had left her skin bare. She moved in time with Jinx, like they were one, and occasionally nipped at Jinx's skin to leave little marks, earning flashed smiles that were mostly teeth when she did. An argument could be made that she was just staying in character, but Lux knew that she'd be lying to herself if she said that's all it was. No, the truth was simpler. She wanted to be touching Jinx, so she was. So what's rule number three? Lux asked as she nuzzled shamelessly against the thin claw covering Jinx's left breast. Never look them in the eye, Jinx replied crisply, 
We're all animals down here in Zon. It's all peeled back, and we're all just eating each other, see? She cackled, running and screaming and putting guns to each other's heads and popping like zits left and right. It's the world's biggest game of hide-and-seek, only no one knows who's hiding and who's seeking until they get found and eaten. Something about that tickled a memory in the back of Lux's mind. A memory of bright eyes like berries and a pair of words repeated over and over on a rooftop in Piltover. Found her. That's what Jinx had said back then. Lux looked over to find Jinx staring at her, eyes wide and pupils dark, deep and silent as an abandoned mine shaft, and a thrill ran up her spine at the bare-toothed, ear-to-ear grin on Jinx's face. Are you going to eat me, then? Lux husked. Jinx's response was to lunge out with a snap of her teeth, fixing them on Lux's earlobe as a rumbling growl rose up from her chest. Lux let out a soft gasp as Jinx let go, then ran her tongue over the red mark she'd left behind. Found you, the hissed reply, so soft that even Lux barely heard it, was the only answer Jinx gave before they came into view of the blister. Now that scared Lux. It put a solid cube of ice in her stomach and caught her breath in her throat. It made her heart freeze in her chest like she'd just turned a corner to find a feral drake mere inches from her face. And at the same time, it felt good. Something warm settled in the pit of Lux's stomach, then uncurled around through her limbs as she draped herself with liquid grace over Jinx as they came to a stop in front of the bouncer. Hey, skids, Jinx said, her eyes wide and her grin wider. Got room for one more? Skids was a boulder of a man with a body that had been modified with Hextech cybernetics replacing both of his eyes and parts of his left arm. His skin was mottled from chemburns, and his bald, scarred head was lumpy and misshapen in the way only a mutant's could be. He scowled, his ugly face somehow growing uglier as he looked Jinx over, and Lux held back a shiver as his gaze lingered on her. His wasn't the only set of eyes, either. The other three bouncers were all looking at her like she was a piece of meat. Following Jinx's advice, Lux kept her eyes low and pulled herself closer to Jinx, weaving her legs around Jinx's and nuzzling into her neck, nipping at the skin there for good measure. And like magic, the heat of their gazes drew off of her. Pricey, Skids rumbled, his eyes flicking to Lux's waistline before he looked back up to Jinx. She back on rain. Like a motherfucker, Jinx said, leaning into Lux's lips. I promised to blow up her landlord. That heard a loud, wet laugh from Skids, and he rammed his elbow into the large, reinforced metal door behind him twice. A metal grill slid open to reveal a pair of watery eyes. They're good. Let him in. And tell Grin that Jinx is in the house. Skids stepped away from the door just enough to let Jinx pass, with Lux suctioned on to her like a lamprey. Enjoy blister, Miss Jinx, Skids said in a passable mockery of etiquette. Jinx shot a look back over her shoulder that was all wild springberry fire and an ear-to-ear gash of a grin. Oh, I will. If the noise that passed from music and zon had seemed loud from the outside, then on the inside it was absolutely deafening. Neon lights flashed, coruscating across multiple dance floors that were divided up by an enormous raised bar that was reinforced with steel plates, barbed wire, and armed guards in the center of a massive space. Blister might have once been a chem foundry or a warehouse, but whatever it had been before had been neatly overwritten. The walls were dense with amps that pumped pounding bass into the air, rattling Lux to her bones. The dance floors were packed with thrashing bodies, and in the strobes of light and dark it was impossible to tell one person from another. Lux clung to Jinx, now more out of concern for getting washed away in the sea of people, as Jinx casually maneuvered through the mire of dancers. She expected to feel hands grasping at her, but surprisingly, her fears were never realized. There were rushes and bumps, but the crowds parted with an odd, liquid efficiency for Jinx until they reached the safe harbor of the bar. What'll it be? The bartender was a shadow of a woman, dark-skinned with darker eyes, and hair that was woven back into thick dreadlocks and fell over broad shoulders. Jinx licked her lips as she dropped into a seat at the bar and pulled Lux roughly into her lap. Lux followed suit, curling up against Jinx to get the maximum amount of skin-to-skin contact as she nestled her face against Jinx's neck. Give me a hobo knife fight, Jinx said as she traced her fingers idly over Lux's bare waist. And her? Jinx shrugged, and the bartender didn't ask again, instead turning to start mixing up whatever in the void a hobo knife fight was supposed to be. The wall behind the bar was mirrored 
and the two women reflected in it looked like they absolutely belonged here, so much so that Lux almost didn't recognize that she was one of them. Jinx looked like Jinx, all lean limbs and gunpowder bra straps. Lux, on the other hand, looked nothing like Lux. Her hair was neatly parted down the middle, with the right side a checkerboard of black and white squares, and the left side patterned with alternating black and white vertical stripes. Her face was painted, too, with a deep black coal around bright blue eyes that stood out against the oil and powder makeup that turned the fair skin of her face ghostly pale, and lips painted the color of dark wine. Beneath each eye were intricately painted vertical gutlow that declared her professional name, which Jinx had playfully refused to tell her. More surprising than that, though, was the careful way Jinx had applied her makeup. Slender fingers had daubed the white mixture on in thin layers as Jinx meticulously gave her a makeover, ensuring every pass of her hand accentuated the soft, delicate lines of Lux's features. The woman staring back at Lux was heart-stopping, a perfect bloom of nightshade in the moonlight. If Lux had seen this woman on the streets of Demacia, she might have seriously considered taking her home, propriety be damned. A glass clinked in front of Jinx, and the liquid inside was alarmingly clear considering the cocktail's name. Cheers, Jinx grinned as she slugged back half of it. Curious, Lux followed her instincts and nipped at Jinx's neck for attention before uncurling a little, just enough to free an arm so Lux could take the glass from Jinx's hand, put it to her painted lips, and steal a sip. She immediately regretted it. Only years of practice at dissembling and an ironclad will not to give up the charade then and there let Lux swallow the sip, rather than turning and spitting the vile-tasting liquid onto the bar. How it was possible for something to taste like two dirty vagrants fighting over half a sump rat, Lux had no idea, but it did. Never before had there been a more aptly named drink, Lux decided, as she handed back the drink to Jinx, who accepted it with a high bark of laughter. The bartender looked grudgingly impressed, at least. Huh, she grunted. I didn't think anyone else could stomach that shit, Jinx. You know Redgrin uses that to degrease his arms. Oh, save me some of that, Jinx replied with a smirk. I'll bet the gear grease gives it a kick. Lux managed to keep herself from reacting, but the bartender had no such compunctions and visibly shuddered. You're a nasty bitch, Jay. That got a peal of rolling, unhinged laughter from Jinx, and she gripped Lux shamelessly by her ass and pulled her closer as she slugged back the rest of her drink. As she did that, the bartender turned to look pointedly at Jinx. Hope you're getting your rent, girl, she said grimly as she jerked her head towards Jinx. Because that one's a grade A freak. Something about the way the bartender said those warrants put an angry ember in Lux's gut. Again, Lux went on instinct, ignoring her brain as she draped both arms over Jinx's shoulders, lolled out her tongue, and ran it up the side of Jinx's face in a long, languid lick before nipping at an ear in a display that was as startling as it was primal. How dare she insult Jinx like that? The bartender quirked an eyebrow up, then shrugged. All right, such so freaks all around. Jinx ordered another hobo knife fight, easy on the hobo, whatever that meant, and Lux settled in comfortably while Jinx drank and soaked in the music. After almost an hour, Lux started to gain an appreciation for the atmosphere. The chaotic chords and hammering bass were an oral and tactile overload, but when you stopped fighting it, the music drowned everything else out, the world, the past, and all of her thoughts, all of it vanished in the cacophony. And for a while, Lux could just exist in the present, surrounded by the bass and thrum and lulling herself with the subtle thunder of Jinx's heartbeat. Strangely, Lux swore she could almost fall asleep. A quick squeeze on her rump from Jinx's hand prompted Lux to look back as a heavy-set and heavily augmented woman muscled her way through the dance floor until she was looming over Jinx and spoke what sounded like a raged invitation in the local gut-loud dialect. Yeah? Jinx kept that unhinged smile in place as she set down her emptied glass made a show of mulling over, then eventually said, "'Yeah, sure, why not? Come on, hot stuff!' Jinx looped her arm around Lux's waist, and Lux knew immediately what was coming as it happened. So Lux went slack, relaxed, and let Jinx scoop her up and throw her over her shoulder like a sack of potatoes. No one that thin should be that strong, but Jinx was nothing if not a contradiction in terms. Besides, Lux could only figure that there was no way she weighed more than all the heavy weaponry Jinx habitually had festooned over herself. Falling into step behind what Lux could only guess was a smiling jack-enforcer, 
Jinx followed her through the crowd, around a set of tables, and up a staircase that was subtly hidden in the shadows. The beat fell to a background clangor as they emerged onto an upper level. Here there were distractions of a different kind. Soft moans issued from behind opaque curtains along with harsh, guttural grunts. Jinx walked sedately through the wide halls till it opened up to a wide balcony that overlooked a set of gantries that the lights were hung from, which flashed and strobed in sequence, periodically illuminating the crown below like lightning flashes. Seated at the widest part of the balcony, overlooking the crowns like a heathen king, was Redgrin. His name was well earned. His whole jaw, upper and lower, was replaced with a crimson cybernetic, and the teeth were matte black fangs that reminded Lux of nothing so much as a shark. His ruddy skin, what wasn't covered with leather or metal, was pocked with chemical and surgical scarring. His arms were full augments, thick, heavy cudgels of hydraulics supported by a frame that was surgically bolted into his enormous body. There couldn't be much real flesh left on him with that level of alteration, Lux thought, as she cautiously sized him up from where she could peek around Jinx's narrow chest. Red! Jinx called brightly, apparently oblivious to the man's aura of violence. The six enforcers around him, each of them armed to the teeth, all looked up in unison like a pack of wolves disturbed from their rest, but a small twitch of one of Redgrin's metal hands relaxed them again. Well, if it ain't my new favorite psycho! Redgrin's accented voice was a modulated metallic rasp. He sat up and gestured to one of the empty seats near him in a surprisingly deft motion for such brutal-looking limbs. Take a load off, Jinxie! Redgrin switched to Gutlau before turning to one of his cronies. You! Bring us some liquor! The enforcer bobbed his head and trundled off while Jinx dropped into the seat, and Luck settled comfortably back into her lap. And who's this? Redgrin asked, waiting in to examine Lux. As he did, Lux's breath caught in her throat. The security bypass was hanging from a chain around Redgrin's neck. The madman was wearing it like jewelry. Found her on the way here? Jinx replied casually. Lux curled against Jinx and away from Redgrin, letting a soft growl issue up from her as she leaned into Jinx, coiling around her like a serpent. Apparently not even the rules of Zahn's working girls stayed Redgrin because he reached out and grabbed at Lux's chin, his metal fingers biting into her skin as he turned her head. He traced one crude metal digit down the intricate Gutlau calligraphy beneath her left eye, then grunted and let her go. Daybreak? Redgrin said. I don't know that one. She works the street near my place, Jinx replied, and to anyone else. It looked casual. Lux, however, had felt the sudden tense surge of violence ripple through Jinx the moment Redgrin had touched her. It was still there, boiling under Jinx's skin. Lux could feel it in every twitch. She could see it in the way Jinx's smile grew fractionally thinner and more blade-like. So she did her job. Maneuvering herself so she was straddling Jinx, Lux took Jinx's face in both hands and pulled her up into a messy, brazen, and sloppy kiss as she ground her hips into Jinx's lap. A ripple of guttural, disgusting laughter rolled out from the surrounding enforcers, and even Regrin himself let out a grunting chuckle. <laughs> she a professional, Redgrin said, switching over to his thickly accented version of the trade tongue. When Lux drew back, she made sure to show how much tongue she'd used before settling herself on top of Jinx like a satisfied cat. Jinx patted Lux's back and grunted over her shoulder. Right? Her spring-very eyes trailed down to the trophy around Redgrin's neck and nodded at it, sending her electric blue hair tumbling in the flashing lights. So, Red! Is that what I think it is? Hmm? Redgrin looked down, following Jinx's gaze, then looked back up, his mechanical grin somehow wider. Of course. It's the hottest thing on the market, he replied. I've already got a dozen buyers lined up. Jinx stuck her lower lip out in an exaggerated pout. After I sold it to you on the cheap, Red, I'm starting to think you cheated me. Redgrin's laugh was a loud, gnashing sound that grated on Lux's ears. She hated it. In fact, she hated everything about this man. She hated how his eyes lingered on her waist and hips. She hated how his pupils narrowed whenever he looked at Jinx, like she was some kind of animal to be wary of. Lux especially hated how he'd so casually touched her without Jinx's say-so, and how angry it had made Jinx. Nothing cheating, Jinxie, Redgrin continued. Everyone's oil in someone else's engine. I got you out of a scrape, and now I get paid. 
Simple as that. Simple as that, huh? Jinx said with the cadence of an echo. Oil in an engine, huh? Guess I respect that. And that's why I like you, Jinx, Redgrin said, relaxing back into his seat. You know the game and when to play it. Yeah, see, that's almost right, Jinx replied, her grin turning absolutely feral, and a smile started to creep over Lux's lips on reflex, even as Redgrin's bovine expression began to falter. I know how the game works, but the only time I ever play it is so I can grab the table, Jinx snapped her fingers, and flip the board. Time seemed to slow as Redgrin's crude animal instincts informed him that something was about to go terribly wrong. Lux could see the gears in his arm click-clacking and shifting, rolling out some piece of weaponry that would undoubtedly leave the two of them nothing more than bullet-riddled corpses in a handful of seconds. Redgrin didn't have a handful of seconds. He didn't even have one. Up until now, Jinx had been playing with Redgrin and his enforcers. Like before, when she'd been chasing Jinx across the rooftops of Piltover, she was playing her own game with the world. She made the rules and decided who the pieces were, and then graciously invited Lux to join her at the table. Lifting a hand, Lux gathered the pooled-up power that had been simmering in her veins all day, held at the ready for Jinx's signal, and as she released it, Lux reflected on how Demacia did have a certain point when it came to fearing the power of magic. Uncontrolled, magic had literally reshaped the face of the world. Even with the Rune Wars long over, uncontrolled magic could cause unspeakable damage. Without a proper focus, like, say, a crystal staff, for instance, Lux's magic had a tendency to just explode. It was light, after all, just light. Ravening, scorching, flesh-melting light, if the power was amped up high enough. With a staff, Lux could turn that light into a shield or a cage— she could sear stone into vapor or twist space and matter into knots. Without it, she could flick her hand, dump the whole of her mana, and create the biggest point-blank flashbang that Zahn had ever seen. The blast was felt, and seen, from outside the blister as the club's suddenly blinded patrons began trampling each other in a fit of herd-maddened chaos in an attempt to escape what must have felt like a split-second apocalypse. Up on the second floor, the screams were of an altogether different sort. Lux had bent the light away from herself and Jinx with a crude application of power, but everyone else had been mere feet away from the epicenter. Five of the six enforcers were on the ground shrieking, their eyes and skin cooked, and their clothes little more than blackened ash. The one who'd been further away was less flash-fried, but his clothes and hair, rather than turning to ash, had actually caught fire. Lux wasn't certain which was worse. Redgrim was screaming, too. It was a flanged, metallic sound, like steel shearing apart as he peeled himself up from the burning, half-melted couch. Beneath his scorched skin, a metallic skeleton stood out starkly, intermixed with what little actual bone he had left, all replaced with the internal structure needed to support the massive weight of his augmentations— the gears in his arms ground and snarled as the warped and superheated metal tried to ratchet out his weaponry, and all he got was sparks and snaps of munitions detonating inside his limbs. Lux vaulted back over their seat with an acrobatic flourish as Jinx kipped up to her feet and yanked one of the bullets from the bandolier that made up approximately forty percent of her clothes. Catch! Jinx crowed as she jammed the tip of the bullet down and threw it at Redgrin's feet. The shell clattered against the metal briefly before detonating and spreading the hyper-condensed yellow liquid hissing across the floor, as well as all over Redgrin's legs and feet. Instantly, it began eating through everything it touched, and Redgrin shrieked as the ground went out from under him. The ganglord of the smiling Jack snapped his arms out to catch himself as he fell straight through the floor, leaving his now-ruined legs dangling above the dance floor where a morass of people were killing each other trying to escape the club. It was a cacophony. It was chaos. It was an absolute bloodbath. Jinx was grinning like never before. Hey there, Red! Jinx cackled as she skipped over to him and crouched in front of the mangled ganglord, and Lux joined her a second later with a pair of Hextech revolvers taken from one of the less cooked bodyguards. Why? Redgrin hacked the word out. Everyone in the fucking city's gonna be after your blood once this gets out. Jinx's smile warped into something inhuman full of two white teeth. Do you promise? Redgrin mumbled something in Gutlow, 
horror caking his face, and slowly he turned his head to regard Lux and said, Surely you lie, she'll do this to you too, do you hear me? She'll do this to you too! Lux stared down at Regrin's mangled face as she passed one of the revolvers over to Jinx, who took it with a gleeful grin. No, Lux said, finally speaking. She won't, because, you see... She leveled the revolver at Redgrin's head and gave him a manic smile. This is our second date. Jinx pressed her own revolver to Redgrin's head and with a free hand gripped his metal jaw. Come on, Red, smile! She thumbed back the hammer. It's called gunplay! Two shots echoed in the club and Redgrin went limp. Jinx grabbed the bypass and let the weight of the dead ganglord's falling body rip the corn from his neck as Redgrin fell to the ground below, crushing three people with the weight of his body's augments. Standing, Jinx gave the bypass a few playful tosses before smirking at Lux and holding it out. Here you go, Blondie. Lux took the bypass and tied it around her own neck as the sound of heavy boot soles hitting the metal flooring of the upper level began getting louder. Sounds like the smiling jacks are coming, Lux said casually. Mm Mm-hmm. Jinx grinned as she flipped the cylinder of her hextech revolver out. I got five shots left. You? Five and a speed loader, Lux replied. Jinx drew another bullet shell from her bandolier and held it up with a triumphant grin as the thunder of augmented Zonite criminals got louder. Half a dozen rounded the corner, with twice as many on their heels if Lux's ears were worth anything anymore, although in this place she wasn't sure they were. What's in that one? Lux asked, raising an eyebrow. I have no idea, Jinx replied, before pressing the bullet tip down, and a dull crack of a seal breaking sounded, following by an alarmingly rapid beeping. Jinx hurled the mystery bomb at the guards, who barely had time to take in the sight of all the carnage, before Lux bracketed them with gunfire, fanning the hammer of the revolver as she ran to the side. Jinx ran with her, cackling as she unloaded with what looked like unaimed shots. Five kneecaps exploded with pinpoint accuracy, and their former owners screamed as they collapsed. Three more jacks turned the corner to the upper level just in time for the bullet bomb to hit the end of its timer and detonate, and even Lux flinched as something wet slapped against her face as a square ten feet surrounding the little shell was suddenly filled with razor-sharp wire that blocked the main stair access. Screaming could be heard beyond it, suggesting a few of the enforcers got caught on the edges of the blast, and of the guards in the middle, well... Oh, wow, I forgot about that one, Jinx said with a cackle as she swept gore from her eyes. They're gonna need a mop for those guys. Come on, Blondie, up and over! Jinx dropped her empty revolver and swept up a heavy, breech-loaded shotgun from under one of the dead guards. It was only mildly singed since it had been strapped onto the poor bastard's back when he'd been flash-fried by Lux's spell, but Jinx gave it a quick once-over anyway before nodding to the balcony and vaulting over it. By that point, most of the crowd had either fled or been trampled, with only a handful of the patrons still left to cower behind overturned tables as several smiling jack-and-forces tried to get to the upper level. They were still crowding the stairwell entrance when Jinx landed, apparently unaware that their quarry was among them. "'I'll give you to the counter too, you mugs!' Jinx cackled, and three of the guards spun about as Jinx raised the shotgun. "'One! Bam! Two! Bam!' Heavy slugs blew through the enforcers, taking down the three that had turned, and a fourth behind them as Lux landed behind Jinx, already tossing away the speed loader for the revolver as she snapped the cylinder into place, brought the revolver up, and fanned the hammer again, pumping all six Hextech-infused shots into the killing corridor of the staircase. It was only as the roar of the gunfire faded that Lux realized she was laughing. Jinx sprinted forward before dropping into a slide, snatching up one of the fallen Jax's weapons, a heavier caliber pattern of Hextech firearm, taking aim at the shell-shocked pair of survivors and pulling the trigger. The gun roared like a stuck dragon, blowing both off their feet, and the frontmost one was definitely not getting back up. The one in the rear barely managed to stagger upright, bloody but alive, and raised his weapon at Jinx. His finger had barely touched the trigger before Lux snatched up a knife from the belt of one of the dead jacks and sent it flickering past Jinx's head to bury itself to the hilt in the gunner's throat, and he pitched back, firing a single shot up into the ceiling before hitting the ground, and Jinx shot a bright-eyed look back at Lux. "'Guess that'll teach her to bring guns to a knife fight,' Jinx said, her grin bloody and manic as she tossed the firearm away. "'Ready to go, Blondie?' "'Was that it?' Lux asked, raising an eyebrow. Jinx laughed uproariously. <laughs> oh, no way! But there's only so many jacks in the area, you know? Jinx! 
The ratchet and clank of a round being chambered came from behind them, and they both turned to find the bartender, whose name Lux had never learned, standing behind them, shaking a shotgun aimed squarely at Jinx's chest. Yeah? Jinx asked, apparently unconcerned with the broad-barreled weapon pointed at her. Lux was already pulling her mana, but she'd used up most of it in her opening volley and wasn't sure she could muster enough for anything meaningful without a focus to keep her magic from just popping off into a glorified firework. The hell'd you do, Jay? The bartender hissed. Jinx stuck a finger in her ear and worked it around a little before pulling it out and flicking a bit of dead guard away. I... I is that a trick question? She asked with a laugh as she jetted around the ruins of the blister. The bartender blew a hole in the ground in front of her, chambered another round, and took aim as her face tightened into a furious snarl. You got any idea how many folks you just killed? She hissed. Folks who had nothing to do with whatever shit you got going on with Red! Blinking curiously, Jinx turned her head back and forth, scanning the room, and Lux watched as her eyes slowly glazed over with boredom as she looked back at the bartender. Ah, uh, would that involve counting? Jinx groaned as she sagged dramatically. I don't really do homework. By now the bartender was shaking, and Lux was sweating bullets. If she pulled the trigger, then Jinx was paced. She didn't have her wand, so she couldn't direct a shield, and even if she could, she wasn't sure she'd be able to do it before the bartender took the shot. And you got anything to say? The grim woman asked as she braced the stock of the shotgun against her shoulder. Any fucking explanation, you psychotic bitch! Jinx threw her head back and let out a loud, drawn-out and petulant groan before blowing a raspberry and shooting a glare at the bartender. Can we do this later, or never? I'm kind of on a real hot date, okay? Jinx gestured to Lux. See? The bartender flicked her eyes over to Lux, and the instant their eyes met they both realized what was about to happen. Lux felt her stomach dive, and she saw terror blossom in the bartender's dark eyes as she realized the mistake she'd just made, and that it was far too late to take back. She'd taken her eyes off of Jinx. Jinx moved like the crack of a Noxian whip, surging forward and snatching the shotgun from the bartender's grip, flipping it around, putting it to the woman's head, and— Jinx, no! To the shock of both Lux and the bartender, Jinx actually froze at Lux's cry. Her finger was curled around the trigger and the barrel was pushed flush to the bartender's left temple with bruising force. Jinx was wearing an ear-to-ear -ear slash of a grin, but she wasn't moving. No one was. Jinx! Lux put a hand up as she approached the madwoman slowly and laid a hand on the barrel of the shotgun. We, we don't need to kill her, okay? She's not a jack, she's just a bartender. Yeah, I'm trying to care about that, but I really don't, Jinx replied unmoving. Lux swallowed and started to open her mouth to try and convince her. There had to be some reason, something she could say to get through to Jinx, except she couldn't. What kind of reason could Lux give someone who killed because they enjoyed it? There was no rationale, no argument to be made that would have any real meaning. Logic didn't even come into it. The answer came as quick as a gunshot. Smiling softly, Lux patted the gun barrel and leaned in a little to look at Jinx. Jinx, please. I want her to live, Lux said. It was like a switch being flipped, and suddenly Jinx's violent, blade-edged smile had twitched into something playful, or at least Jinx's version of playful. Well, why didn't you say so? Jinx laughed as she pulled the gun away, draped it across her shoulders, and looked warmly over at Lux before walking over and nuzzling against her nose. Anything for you, Blondie, Jinx replied with a peck against Jinx's lips. Thank you. You're the best, Jinx. <laughs> I know, right? Jinx turned to face the bartender who had fallen to her knees and was shaking violently and sketched a mock salute to the woman. Well, see you later, whatever your name is. Don't worry. I'll track you down. You're the only one who makes my drinks right. Toodles! Linking her arm with Lux's, Jinx started towards the exit to Blister, but Lux put a stalling hand on her arm briefly before going up on her tiptoes, giving her another soft kiss and then turning to skip back to the bartender, who was sitting shell-shocked on the floor. Hey, Lux said quietly as she crouched down. What's your name? The bartender looked up and flinched before licking her lips. Her first attempt to reply came out as a sob, but her second try was a little cleaner, and she said, Antoinette? Everyone calls me Nettie. Nettie, Lux replied. Sorry about the mess, Nettie, but here, 
Lux picked up a palm-sized fragment of metal, used her finger to channel a superheated arc of light, and etched something onto it before handing the fragment to Nettie. If you need a place to stay, this is a safe house in Lower Piltover, she said softly. The entry code is there. She tapped the fragment, but it resets every three days. Next reset is tonight, so if you head up tomorrow morning, you'll have a safe place to stay for a bit. Why are you with that crazy... Don't. Lux cut her off, her voice washing over with ice. Don't ever insult Jinx in front of me, Nettie. Okay? Nettie swallowed thickly, then nodded. I... never mind. I get you now. Nettie replied. Lux raised an eyebrow at that as her smile came back. Well, so long as she understood. Straightening out, Lux patted the dust from her skirt, then turned to rejoin Jinx at the exit to the blister, who offered Lux an arm in a show of mock gallantry, and Lux giggled, curtsied, and took Jinx's arm. So, did you have fun? Jinx asked as they made their way out into the street where chaos had ensued and never quite stopped. There was enough screaming and yelling and general discord that the two of them were able to sidle into the shadows and start walking down the street without being intercepted. Most of the smiling jack and forces in the same area were dead or mortally injured, and the rest would take a bit to show up, and by that time they would be long gone. I did, Lux replied as she pulled herself closer to Jinx. Thank you for doing this for me. I really needed to let off some steam. Jinx tilted her head to rest it on Lux's crown, ignoring the spatters of gore left over from her mystery bomb's brutal effect on the smiling jack guards. Any time, Blondie, Jinx said warmly. Hey, wanna go get ice cream? Lux chuckled, then started to laugh, and she could barely nod her agreement through the happy tears as Jinx laughed right along with her. She was covered in gore, ash, and wearing something that would make both her mother and aunt spin in their graves despite them not being dead yet, and Lux had never, in her life, felt lighter. Yeah, Lux laughed. Yeah, I think I do. Grinning, Jinx turned and caught Lux by the elbow, and smiled down at her before leaning in and kissing her warmly. Lux pushed up into the kiss, let out a soft purr of satisfaction as she drew back. That's my girl, Jinx said. Mm-hmm, Lux nodded. I really am. The text of this story is available on AO3. Music by Dot Matrix. If you would like me to record a story, voice over a character, get in touch using the contact information available on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as a link to my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.